This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Yeah, I mean, we really liked uh, Anthony for quite a while now. You know, I like a lot of the attributes, the, you know, the size, the skill, the shot, the scoring ability. He's a really good skater for his size. It's a player that we've liked and talked about a lot in our room, and uh, we had a chance to acquire him, so we went out and got him. The Capitals make the biggest splash of trade deadline day. Anthony Mantha comes to Washington. Michael Raffle also added as a depth forward yesterday, and the Caps ready for the stretch run with the Flyers in tonight. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 13th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, there were 15 trades yesterday, 25 players traded, 27 draft picks changed hands, but the biggest splash of the 2021 trade deadline rolled up the shores of the Potomac. The Capitals, just prior to the 3 p.m. deadline yesterday, acquiring right-wing Anthony Manta from Detroit in exchange for Jacob Rana, Richard Potek, and a first and second round pick. Yeah, there we were in the 2 o'clock hour, 2.30, approaching 3 o'clock. We're wondering what, if any moves, are going to be done by the Capitals. And then, lo and behold, the news starts to trickle in. It breaks. This was a big trade, John. A lot of angles, a lot of storylines within this deal. What's leaving the organization? What's coming in in the form of Anthony Mantha? A lot of moving parts here. Looking forward to discussing it here. Mantha's the 20th overall pick in the 2013 draft. Cost certainty, a big part of this, a contract for three more seasons. He has great size, 6'5", 235. Injuries shortened his season last year, and the pause, of course, ending it early. But still, 16 goals in 43 games last season, 11 in 42 this year, a 24-25 and 25 goal season, the two previous on Detroit teams that, frankly, weren't great. So now the chance for him, Ben, to play with someone, say, like Nick Backstrom, in the game tonight against the Flyers, what an opportunity for Mantha. Yeah, and you're going to see Anthony Mantha get that opportunity, whether with a Backstrom, whether with an Evgeny Kuznetsov. Asked Brian McClellan during yesterday's media availability on Zoom where they potentially see him fitting in on the depth chart. And he said, look for him to play with, he said, a smart player like him getting the opportunity to play with smart players. So be a good opportunity for Anthony Mantha, whose game from reports out of Detroit had taken a little bit of a dip this season. And you'd like to think that coming to an environment like the Capitals, surrounding by veterans as opposed to a rebuilding club in Detroit. This is a chance for Anthony Mantha to get his game in gear. There's a lot to like as far as the offensive upside, the talent. You reference the size. Brian McClellan acknowledging maybe isn't the most physical player, but that size, he could be a good net from presence. There's a lot of areas that the Capitals could use him that they could take advantage of with him. And I, I look forward, John, to this player taking his game to another level here. And what I mean by that is I think the antenna goes up a little bit when an organization is trading a player in year one of a four-year deal, I think the antenna goes up a little bit. But from what I understand, this is a player that when he's engaged, he has a lot to offer. And you would like to think this environment gets him motivated, gets him playing up to his best and surrounded by veterans should bode well. A lot of attention nationally on this trade. Craig Button here from TSN on the trade. And kind of a fun comparison here. Have a listen to a trade that the Calgary Flames made at the 1989 trade deadline with the Minnesota North Stars. The Flames wanted some size on the wing, and they went out and got Brian McClellan. Steve Eisenman just signed Anthony Mantha to a long-term contract. So, I mean, I think this is a switch of players. One is bigger in Mantha. And for Verana, 
Verana is not is a good goal scorer. He's quick. He's fast. He's shown where he's at. You know, with respect to his contract, I don't think he's going to get what Mantha gets. Maybe he does. But I think that Washington is trying to switch around a little bit the, the makeup of their, of their size in their group. They're, they're looking and they're saying, who do we have to beat? And that's where the benefits of, of looking at your competition and saying, okay, what gives us a better chance? You know what's interesting for me? Many years ago, in 1989, the Calgary Flames made an acquisition for Brian McClellan. I'm not so sure Brian McClellan isn't adding a similar type player in Anthony Mantha in the hopes that his current team, the Caps, can win a Stanley Cup like his former team, the Flames, did when they added him. Mac, of course, winning a Stanley Cup with Calgary that year, Ben. He knows what it's like to get traded at the deadline. Man, no stranger to making moves like this at the deadline. It's very rare. I don't think Brian McClellan has stayed quiet in any of his seven years as a GM here at trade deadline time, whether it's, you know, minor moves on the back end, depth defensemen, et cetera, or more of the headline variety, be it a Kevin Shattenkirk a few years ago or this one right here. This ranks, this is among the, the biggest deals that we've seen really over the past couple of days leading up to this deadline. Certainly when you consider what's on the way out, what's on the way in, two players, just entering their prime mid-20s in Mantha and Verona. This is a, a big, big deal. And certainly Brian McClellan, he, throughout his time here in Washington, John, has not been afraid, has not been adverse to taking risks and, and making a big splash. And for the most part, they've worked out very well for the Capitals. And here's hoping this is another example of that. There is a player coming in and a fan favorite going out. Most deadline deals here the last few years haven't had significant pieces of this team depart. This time of year, Ben, it's been mostly additions, but not this year. With a flat salary cap, Rana coming up for a new contract this summer, a decision had to be made, and this is a business of hockey decision. I don't think it's unfair to say that Jake didn't seem to be seeing eye to eye with Peter Laviolette. A two-game healthy scratch recently, not much offense in a month. And the thing with this, Ben, I didn't see a lot of smiles from Jake. I made the, the tweet yesterday about he was always gracious with his time with us, all smiles, joking around with me or Joe B in the room. He was just a nice kid to be around. We haven't been traveling this season, so I don't have the firsthand perspective I normally would but I'll tell you what in watching that goal that he scored in Buffalo the game winner no reaction uh, no smiles on the ice body language was quite frankly terrible whatever happened whatever's gone on here I feel like this was a move that had to be made Brian McClellan you, you can't have that going on in the room and for whatever reason Jake Verona gets a fresh start in Detroit I wish him the absolute best I think he's going to be great for the wings one of my favorites of the 2018 cup run but this was not a good year for him, and the move kind of comes about because of what had gone on here over the last few months in this season. And Brian McClellan exactly describing him as just that, a, a frustrated player this season. And you know what? Not unlike when the Capitals sent Andre Burakovsky to Colorado a few years ago, John, a lot of folks were suggesting, oh, you trade a player like Burakovsky, a first-round pick going back years ago, a lot of offensive upside. He can go there, and his career could just take off. You know what? Jacob Verona could go to Detroit. He could become the 30-goal scorer. Many of us in these parts have predicted he could be, will be at the NHL level. He could go into Detroit. He's going to play big minutes. He's going to play top six minutes. He'll get opportunities on the number one power play, one would imagine. He has an opportunity in Detroit to sort of do a, a reset for his career here, a next chapter of his career, and maybe an opportunity with a young team trying to build in the right direction where he could be part of that 
you know, next step for that team as they look to right the ship in Detroit. He'll get opportunities and a very talented player. The question is, and maybe this serves as a wake-up call too, can he get, as Peter Laviolette referred to it, those details, the compete levels, a lot of things in his control that weren't necessarily there this year in terms of want, in terms of, you know, intensity and, and compete level, as Laviolette said. So a lot of those boxes that weren't checked this year for Verana as he heads to a new setting now in Detroit, maybe it's a wake-up call, maybe he takes it upon himself. But the talent has always been there. You know what, John, as well? I didn't see too many comments about this yesterday. We'll do it here. Jacob Verana, when we were attending practice, you know, back in the day, but pre-COVID, Always, right? It's a cliche, but always the last one off the ice. He was always out there putting in extra work during practice. Didn't always translate into game situations, but a guy who at times we've seen take his craft seriously, and here's hoping for his sake he does once again in Detroit because this was certainly an off year for him. Yep, here, here to all of that. And overshadowed by the fact that he was in a trade that involved a top six forward that also won a cup here. Richard Ponick also on the move yesterday. Brian McClellan saying it never really seemed to click for him here, that he had periods where he played really well for us and other times where I don't think he got in his mind enough ice time. That's a quote from Mac yesterday and also not enough opportunity. Salary dump needed to happen, Ben. This was someone on the hook for the next couple of seasons. If Richard Ponick wasn't a fit here, the price was high to move these guys out because of the draft picks and all the things that had to happen if you're going to get a player like Anthony Mantha, but you had to get yourself out of a small amount of salary cap jail, and this move did that. Yeah, and exactly. That's why when you look at the package, it's really as big as it is. Some folks may be scratching their heads about the number of draft picks that were included in this. Teams were not lining up to acquire Richard Ponick with the term that he has left multiple seasons at the at the salary cap hit. You had to throw in a, a second round pick to entice a team, in this case, the Red Wings, to, to take on that contract and put yourself in a position from a camp's perspective to at least have the opportunities come this offseason, next offseason to continue to build your roster and add salary in other areas. So didn't work out for Richard Ponick here. Fortunately for the Capitals, they were able to unload him because that would have been a hefty price tag to have sat as a, a healthy scratch or to have ultimately kept on the taxi squad with his salary to an extent still counting against the cap. So here's my take on the move. It's big. It's bold. I think it gives the Caps terrific size. You talked about net front presence. Certainly, Mantha brings that. Don't expect somebody like Alex Ovechkin to be drilling guys into the boards. He's not that kind of player. But a contract for three more seasons after this one at a time when you're going to have to deal with Jacob Vrana's contract, if he stays, you're dealing with a flat salary cap. You've got cost certainty here. That's not for nothing. It was a high price to pay, no doubt, but it fixes a lot. The Caps get rid of Ponick's contract, and in the midst of this season, Ben, where the Caps are in go-for-it mode, this is a go-for-it move, and I think that's what they needed to do. I like the move, and I'm anxious to see what he'll bring to the table starting tonight against the Flyers. And I'm anxious to see. It'll be a small sample size between now and the end of the regular season, but to see if Anthony Mantha, once he gets his feet wet here, if he brings a consistent game. Because, again, that was among the talking points in Detroit. Granted, it was a tough few seasons there for a rebuilding club, but the consistency being engaged on a regular basis. There were times where he showed flashes. It's not unlike Jacob Verana to an extent, very similar to players, high skill, 
ability to find the back of the net, but you wonder about the all-around game. And in asking McClellan about if there were any red flags, he suggested, look, in Detroit, Mantha was the man, maybe a little bit of pressure there, always a marked man, big minute situations here in Washington on Veteran Club, maybe he fits in a little bit more and playing with a lot of talent around him can make sure that he's focusing on, on that all-around game and doing it to the best of his ability here. I think we, uh, I think we like his versatility. He can play left wing, he can play right wing, he can play center. Big body, he's strong. He can kill penalties. He's got a decent skill level. Uh, so we we like the versatility of uh, the addition of Raffle. That's Brian McClellan on the other move yesterday. A move overshadowed, no doubt, by the massive move for Mantha. Capitals also came in at the last minute before 3 p.m. yesterday, acquiring forward Michael Raffle from Philadelphia for a fifth-round pick in this year's draft. The Flyers also retained 25% of the salary there. Raffle primarily a fourth-line player, bottom six guy in Philly, Ben. He did play for LaViolette when he coached there, so they're familiar. And while Anthony Mantha expected to make his Caps debut tonight, Raffle will not. Hopefully he's in there on Thursday. But he's versatile. He can play left, right, center, and that's what they needed. Exactly the type of player we've been talking about a few weeks right on this show here. We've been saying we had in mind maybe a player that, you know, maybe not the the most flashy, the big name out there necessarily, but somebody who could potentially be used as a centerman if needed. Somebody you could trust as a depth forward, a quote unquote bottom six guy. And in Raffle, you get a guy with 500 plus games of NHL experience, postseason experience as well. He's played in big games, been trusted with big responsibilities in defensive roles, late game situations, that type of thing, a penalty killer as well. So a guy who does a lot of the, the little things you need on a deep postseason run, could play the left side, could play the right side. Brian McClellan, very impressed with the versatility and Michael Raffle will bring here in Washington. So back to the games tonight. Raffle's former team is in this evening. The Flyers bend. They're a desperate bunch. Four points back of Boston for the fourth and final spot in the East. The Bruins have a couple of games in hand and two games this week with Philly. Tonight and again on Saturday afternoon at Wells Fargo Center. It's just about now or never time for the Flyers and you got to expect a desperate team coming into Capital One Arena tonight. And for the most part, the Philadelphia Flyers standing pat at the deadline. Their biggest move was a contract extension for Scott Lawton. So I don't know if they look around the room and they feel at ease. All right, this is our group. We know who we're going with down the stretch and let's get after it. But you look at the top four in the Mass Mutual East Division, John, between the Islanders, Penguins, Capitals, and Bruins, the big four, if you will, all loading up, all going out and being aggressive. The Philadelphia Flyers, the New York Rangers, they're standing pat. They didn't, uh, you know, deviate from from their long-term plan, the Rangers. So, you know, you could kind of tell that the haves and the have-nots. So what was already maybe an uphill climb for the Philadelphia Flyers made just a little bit tougher, perhaps, considering what some of their competition ahead of them did at the deadline as opposed to what Philadelphia did. Yeah, like every team. Taylor (laughs) Hall goes to Boston. Everybody in the top four made moves and the Flyers did not. I'm guessing that might be the message that was sent as well, guys. Maybe next year. We'll see. No games last night around the Mass Mutual East, but tonight the Rangers hoping to continue edging toward the top four. They're across the Hudson in New Jersey taking on the Devils this evening. Buffalo is in Boston making this game for Philadelphia perhaps all the more important. Sabres facing the Bees. That at 7 o'clock as well. The Bruins still smarting from an 8 one loss to the Capitals on Sunday night. Your standings on this Tuesday morning, Ben, yeah, it's tight, and boy, is it going to be fun down the stretch here. The Caps at 58, the Islanders at 58, Penguins two back at 56. All they do is go and get Jeff Carter. Boston goes and gets Taylor Hall. They also had Riley on defense. You've got them at 48, the Flyers and Rangers at 44. So from this point on, hey, game on. Let's see what happens. 
Don't sleep on the Pittsburgh Penguins, John. They're going to get healthy again. Evgeny Malkin, Kasperi Kapanen. I can't wait for the cliche to be used. These are like trade deadline acquisitions as they bolster their lineup down the stretch. But the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're like a pest. You just can't get rid of them. And they're there. They're in the rearview mirror, two points behind the Caps and Isles. Very much a three-horse race and certainly a team that bears watching here down the stretch. Caps Flyers tonight at 7. Ben, you've got game day at 4 here on Caps Radio 24-7. I would imagine you have a rather jam-packed edition planned. Oh, a lot of reaction to the trade deadline. The Capitals, the East Division. We'll be chatting with Steve Wino, among others. We'll hear much more from General Manager Brian McClellan as well. And we'll also put the spotlight as well on the moves that maybe weren't made, specifically the goaltending battle and what it means moving forward here in Washington. Yep, the kids are here and no veterans acquired. More of that coming up later on as well. Network Air is at 645. Ben, have yourself a great Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.